Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Jesse Duplantis. And I'm Kathy Duplantis. And thank you for tuning in to our boardroom chat today. we got some good things to say today. Yes. And we'll answer some questions, I believe, today. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Including some of the questions I've questioned myself oh. over the years and things of that nature. And God has been so good and gracious. So if you've got a Bible or an iPad or telephone, whatever you use for Scripture, I want you to go get it. And let's go to the Hall of Faith chapter. And that's called Hebrews chapter 11. I love that chapter. I mean, there is, there is some superheroes in this. Mm -hmm. But there is these superheroes that it's really amazing to me. Some of the things people say when they're going through the toughest of times. And I mean, when I say tough, to the point of uh, somebody killing you, hurting you, torturing you, sawing you in half, everything you could think of. That was called the persecution of the church. See, that's not the wrath of God. That's the persecution of the church and still being persecuted. Some people in that manner also. True. You know what I'm saying? But in Hebrews chapter 11, this is a wonderful chapter. I want to start with verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Notice that the chapter starts out with faith. And right. these are the heroes of faith. And if you read through it, it's amazing uh, what these people did in their lifetime. But there's a, a section that I, I was really amazed by, and I've wondered about it for many years. First, let me just say this. If anybody believes in healing, I do. Yeah. But I've seen people, I mean, standing on the Word of God, I mean, believing, I mean, and yet died in faith, believing. But then something happened right before they passed. They were believing all of a sudden something. And I have been in the room many times when people have went home to be with the Lord and they'd say, we're believing, and all of a sudden they just stopped and a smile came on their face. I realized that Christ coming at, or an angel of the Lord come in that room and say, look, I'll heal you today. And you know, you can go back to doing what you normally do or you can come with me. And anytime anybody gets a sight of Jesus, they, they're not coming back. I mean, they're just not coming back. You know, to go back into a body that can get sick again, that can hurt, pain, stuff, but to have that new body and to be with your wonderful family and friends that already have gone, it's a very hard thing to turn down. And I want to read a passage of Scripture here. First, I want to read, um, I want to, uh, let me just start with uh, verse 32. And it says this, What shall I more say? For the time shall fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, of Jephna, of David, also Samuel, and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violets of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valid in fight, in flight, excuse me, fight. in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Now verse 35 is one of the most amazing verses. <laughs> Women received their dead, raised to life again. Now if that's not a testimony, I don't know what it is. People died and Jesus raised yeah. them from the dead. I right. mean, just, just, you know, just sent them back. Right. Hallelujah. And others were tortured. Now, here's the statement. Not accepting deliverance. Mm. That, <laughs> that's hard to, to understand it. Not accepting deliverance. Mm. Why? That they might obtain a better resurrection. See, that's what I'm talking about. I've seen people believe in God. I mean, standing on the word. I mean, all of a sudden they stop. They see something that we as people in the natural don't see. So they can obtain a better resurrection. One thing I do know, we have what we call a martyr's crown. And that is one of the most amazing, one of the greatest crowns could be ever given to anyone mm -hmm. in heaven. And people will know if you died as a martyr. But watch this. 
Now, some women, they received, man, they, 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 I mean, their faith got on people that were dead, and God raised them. Bless the Lord, without a shadow of a doubt. But then some said, no, no, don't deliver me. Stop. I want to obtain a better resurrection. What do you think that means? Hmm. Well, first, when you were talking about that, those who did do that was Jesus, of course. Mm -hmm. They tortured him. He was crucified on a cross. Paul was tortured and while he was in prison, of course, and we, he gave many testimonies of that throughout his, uh, when he was preaching the gospel at different times. He was arrested and beaten. The disciples were. But also, uh, Paul was beheaded for the gospel. He right. had a better resurrection. Right. And, and different ones like that. Peter was crucified upside down. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they, but they fulfilled their course. They did what God called them to do. I don't think any of us should leave earlier than we're supposed to. God has a plan for us to be uh, restored to health. But they're not all of, we're, they're, you know, we're going to live out this life if, before Jesus comes. If, so there have been many, many people, the Hall of Faith and the whole Hebrews 11 talks about that. Mm -hmm. But there have been other people since then that have served the Lord you know, many, some were tortured, some were uh, hurt, martyred, like you said. But uh, Jesus, well, I believe we're the generation that's not going to see death. And I'm, I believe and we're fulfilling what God's calling our generation to do. Well, you know, it takes great faith. When I say great faith, I, I, I wish there was a bigger word than the word great to be able to say, no, Lord, in the midst of terrific pain, well, just maybe they didn't have the pain. Maybe God took the pain away. And the reason why I say that, oh, I heard because that. in Nero's days, I mean, they were burning them. They, they had human torture. They were setting <laughs> them afire, and they were singing praises. Now, you know, when, you, when you're being burnt, you can't sing, yet they felt no pain. And right. Nero, this is documented history, said, why are they singing? Mm -hmm. They were being ushered into the very hands of God Almighty and everything, but the pain must have, evidently was not there. It's the same thing with these people. When, and, and notice the next verse, how it says this uh, in verse 36. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, more of bonds and prisons. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, with, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin, goatskins being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and mountains and dens and caves of the earth, and all these and these all having obtained a good report through faith received not the promise, God having provided something better thing for us that they may without us should not be made perfect. No, they saw something better than what we see. Mm. They saw something better than actually being healed and delivered of the trouble you're going through. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I'm not saying, you know, I mean, I, I want people to be delivered and healed. Of course. But the, and I'm not saying that's an overall blanket for everybody, but, you know, in terms of that. But my God, to be able to accept that, because they must have seen something so deep and so wonderful. They said, look, I don't care. What, don't deliver me at all, because I'm going to get there. I like what Paul said. He wasn't seemed to be concerned that much about his death. He said, I fought a good fight. He said, I finished my course mm -hmm. and I've kept the faith. How many people you know today have finished their course? How many of you know today that have kept the faith in every which way, shape, or form? I mean, that's amazing. And yet God says that is in, that you should do that. Now, these, the Lord said these people received the good report. Well, that's Hebrews chapter 11, verse 2. For by it, the elders obtained a good report. That's right. So when you understand what it means. Now, sometimes I'm not trying to... Uh, uh, crown 
suffering. No. No, I don't, I don't want you guys, people think, well, maybe if I suffer more, uh, God will give me something better. No, that, he's not saying that. They said they just saw something that they wanted. Right. So they could obtain, they saw something. I'm talking about the person saw something. And you know what? They said, and I don't care what it takes to get that better, I'm going to do it. See, there's better and then there's best. I think they actually saw something better. They saw something best. Mm -hmm. And it was just so wonderful and, and gracious. I've heard of people in my lifetime that were martyred for Christ and sang as they were being martyred. They saw something. Mm -hmm. You know, there was no fear of death. There was no fear of pain. There was no fear of anything of that nature whatsoever at all. Because, you see, they seen something. Right. So I think that answers the question, you know. Well, Nothing wrong with being raised from the dead and being delivered every time. I like deliverance. I'll tell you one well, thing. Well, look back at verse 32. He says, okay. what shall I more say of... Uh, for the time For the time me. would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson. So Samson, he died. That's right. Uh, while he was pushing those columns out, the whole buildings fell down on all the Philistines. Killed saw more a better people resurrection. in his death than he ever did than the other time. And God called him to deliver his nation from the That's Philistines. Right. That was his destiny. And he didn't do it. Well, he, they lived amongst the Philistines. But he did it at his death. Well, he wandered away and didn't yeah. quite do things the way God... So, but it all, right. he came around to, 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 oh, yes, indeed. to fulfilling God's plan for his life. Right. Not, but it's a shame that it happened to death. But the point, I, I think it's so significant that we have to realize that this life is just but a vapor. It's a blink. It just happens in just a short amount of time, the life that we live here on this earth. We have all of eternity. And I think the people that you're talking about saw that. In fact, when we were in Hebrews chapter 11, we ended up, it actually moves into 12. You know, they didn't have the chapter breaks originally. It was all written as right. one letter. It's well, verse right. 2 in chapter 12 says, what Jesus did, he, this, he's our example. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So he so obtained a better resurrection. He did. <laughs> Hello. Because yeah. of his resurrection, we all have a resurrection to look forward to, whether the, we, we're alive when uh, Jesus comes back or mm -hmm. if you pass away, maybe if somebody... In, your family have, has passed away recently Amen. or years past. Right. We all know that the Bible says when Jesus returns, the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together Amen. with them in the air. That's a great promise. I mean, you think about this. There's just so much that we don't know about that other people have seen. Mm. And I believe, let me say, I believe in people being raised from the dead, healed. Say, I, I like all that kind of stuff. But boy, I mean, think about that when you begin to look over to where we're going to be. Yeah. What's going, you know, what's going to happen? And you go, wait a minute. All I got to do is endure this to get that? No problem. Yeah. It's a no-brainer. Like well, look say. at Stephen. He was, yeah. he was stoned to death for preaching the gospel. And he saw Jesus standing at the right hand. Yeah. See, Jesus, of course, when he rose from the Stood dead, up, yeah. he was seated at the right hand of the Father. Right. But when that was going on with Stephen... Jesus stood up and he could see him in heaven. And if you don't think God would, knows what he's doing, there was a man holding everyone's coats that was stoning Stephen who was Saul of Tarsus. Mm -hmm. And he talks about it after he got born again on the Damascus road and, I mean, and the scales left his eyes and everything and all that kind of stuff that he was prayed for. He talked about Stephen all the time. Yeah, he witnessed how he acted in the middle of that torturous to time. To a better resurrection. He, he saw his life. Who, he probably 
couldn't figure out how can someone act that way when they're getting beat, tortured that yeah. way. With you know, the, that's going to be a terrible, stones. a terrible death. You know, as yeah. far as that's so concerned. So it must have impacted his life as oh, well. Did. He did. He talks about it in his epistles all over the place. Yeah, and so Stephen did something. And you know what? He wasn't in the fivefold ministry. He was a deacon. Yes. You and know, who was a help and when the helps ministry. It just shows you that God, when you're going through difficult times, God can give you the strength to 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 uh, uh, walk through that in a, in a way that'll just astound you and others. This is what happened even when Jesus was on the cross, that the, the soldier that was standing by saw how Jesus was tortured and how he was yeah. cruelly beaten. He says, surely this must be the Son of God. Yeah, he said, Others were ridiculing truly, truly said, this in the King James. And you know what I, I think what made him say that also was not on the, the magnificent pain that he was going through, but when God tore that veil, that Roman centurion knew no one could look in there. Mm -hmm. That thing was, I mean, the Ark of the Covenant, the holies of holies, was exposed to everyone. Right, right. I mean, you think about that. Now, people, only one priest a year could go in there, and it was in total darkness, mm -hmm. completely. But buddy, God ripped it from the top down. I mean, it was exposed, and the rocks and earthquakes going, and people went, look. And that's what I think the reason why that centurion said, Whew. Not only that, Truly. He, said, he heard Jesus say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. So that's when you're being statement. tortured to say that at that time, that, that is uh, mind-blowing for a lot yeah. of people. It's, it's hard to comprehend, but he had to say this, surely, truly, this was the Son you're of like, God. You're like, surely. Surely, sure, truly. truly it's probably, probably that's the surely. amplified version of it, I'm thinking, or Kathy version. Yeah. Truly, surely, it just means, wow. Surely, goodness and gracious <laughs> shall follow me all the days of my life. And see, that's what it's all about. But this has always, I've always thought about that. Yeah. Uh, the, you talk, and you know what? This is amazing. We're going to meet these people. Uh, We're going to meet them physically and personally. Amen. In heaven. Think about it. And you know what? I really think they're going to be examples for eternity mm. of what they did. So I've always said what you do here determines what you'll be and what you're going to do when you get there. Yeah, it should inspire us to live holy, live godly, to look for Jesus' appearing. The word tells us when he returns to the earth, shall he find faith? We need to be living in yeah. full faith, faith believing that what God said will come to pass. Well, I'll say this, and I don't mean it in an arrogant sense. If Jesus comes in my lifetime, he's going to find faith. Amen. He'll find faith in me. He'll me find too. faith in you. Mm -hmm. He'll find faith in our partners who help us preach this gospel literally all over the world. You know, I mean, it's just such a blessing of the Lord. And the, the Lord. word faith throws a lot of people, but I want us to go back since we're in chapter 11 and just right. read the Bible definition of faith. Okay. Verse 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, right. the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Yeah, for by that's it. That's what we're talking about, all this good report I mean, of these people. They read, did it by faith. Read that in the Amplified. I, I, I know people know this, but we read it in different translations because you ought to do it every day because without faith, you can't please God. Read it in the Amplified. Amplified says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. My Lord, read it in the Passion. Okay. Uh, watch this. I want to make sure you get the, how much this, this is the most powerful substance on the planet. Yes. And you can't see it. Just like the wind. You see the effects of the wind, but you can't see the wind. 
Think yeah. about that. Read it in the Passion. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. Isn't that amazing to me? See, mm -hmm. that's what these people were seeing in that persecution, that terrible persecution. People say, why did God allow that? God didn't allow it. We did. You understand? God established people with power on the earth that refused to use it. Yeah. That's even happening today. Started with Adam. That's right. The power of eternity to use the name of Jesus. Think about that. And yet we don't use it many times. We only use it if, we, if it's kind of a little, a little trouble, but we don't speak with the authority. You know, it's like a, I've had many lawyers and I've done a lot of, quote, business in my life in the ministry here as well as the personal. But when someone gives you power of attorney, I mean, it's just a piece of paper. Well, this Bible is just paper. This is power of attorney to use the name of God. You act in God's stead. You become what God is. Mm -hmm. When someone gives me power of attorney, I mean, I become them in this particular transaction. They don't have to be there. They can be across the world somewhere. But my signature on there, on that document, becomes their signature. Yeah, it gives them authority to act as Amen. though you were there yourself yeah. signing that document. And that's the right, and that's the right word, authority. Mm -hmm. We have been given authority and that's just such a blessing of the Lord. That's why Jesus was so amazed about that centurion. He asked him, he said, come, uh, you know, come to my house. He said, you don't need to come to my house. Just speak the word because I'm a man of authority. When I tell a man to go, he goes. When right. I come to come, he comes. Jesus said, oh, great is that faith. I've found no greater faith, no, not in Israel. I mean, you think about that. That is an amazing statement. Mm -hmm. You see what I said? Yet that man who, quote, was a Gentile, who wasn't allowed at that time to come into the Jewish dispensation, already was looking into the vision of what God was going to be. Actually, the angel proved it. Uh, when Jesus was birthed, he said he would be for all people. Mm. Most people miss that, see? Mm. That's in Luke chapter 2. Go read that. That will bless you. We're coming up on the holidays here. And it's just such a blessing of the Lord. And, and, and when you understand that, listen, I believe in deliverance and I will believe it all the days of my life. And I like see, seeing people get healed, blessed, touched. Them. But there's some things, there's some people I've wondered, why didn't they receive it? It's not because of a lack of faith or an abundance of unbelief. Let me go back to that. They saw something hmm. that everybody that was praying with them, believing with them, didn't see. Right. And, it's, and that's to obtain something. Yeah, and that brings me such comfort to think about that. Man, that, that just, that's amazing to yeah, me. Because, you know, it's important to have an eternal perspective of life. You know, we get caught up sometimes in the day-to-day, -day forgetting that, this, that, that we have eternity to look forward Ooh. to. Well, eternity is a journey. Mm -hmm. See, people think when you die that the journey is over. No, you haven't passed away. You have arrived. Yeah. Now you're really starting something. This life is but a vapor, as you said earlier. This is nothing. You see what I'm saying? Compared to what eternity is. Now, you know, and, and it's amazing. And when you start believing like these people, you start having testimonies. You start telling people, let me tell you what the Lord hath done. And it's not to glorify Satan's trouble, mm -hmm. but to give God glory. I think people sent us some, uh, some uh, wonderful um, uh, testimony. Yeah. You want to read something? You yeah, can. Yeah, I will. Beta says, good morning and blessings from Melbourne, Australia. Well, oh, let me make this tonight. We're going to... 
Australia in 2024. Do you know the, the dates? No, I don't. George, we can do you know, got people in the States. You might know the, the dates. In May. I believe it's in May. I believe it's in May or something like that. Yeah, I think like we're that. leaving here right after yeah, Mother's and, Day. And, and we're going. I hope you US. can attend some of the meetings there. And I want to thank all my Australian partners for... We hadn't been there since 2019 because of the COVID. We were going in 2020 and they shut it all down. But we come and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe we can get to see you face to face. Go ahead, read some more, babe. Uh, this says, Cassandra Group from Greetings, Brother Jesse and Sister Kathy from your partners in London, Ontario, Canada. Oh, I like Canada. Eh? Eh? I like the way they say eh? <laughs> I know Janice says, hi from London. Uh, I'm not sure if that's Canada or the UK. This one says, uh, Sarah says, hello from Germany. Uh, Kent says, hello, love you, from Sweden. Praise the Lord. And then Emmanuel says, greeting from Liberia, West Africa. You know, they watch from everywhere. I mean, I'm telling you, I it's the most it. amazing thing what God is doing through this ministry. That's because of our partners who help us do this. Uh -huh. I mean, you know, I mean, you you may be watching it free on your on your app or, or watching it now, but it isn't free to us. See what I'm saying? Thank you, partners, for supporting this. This ministry is such a blessing. Go ahead, read some more. Tracy says, so grateful for both of you, Pastor Jesse and Kathy, for teaching us so well. Thanks for getting, for setting, always setting a great example in every area of your lives. Eternally grateful. Isn't that a blessing of the Lord? Well, thank you. Let me, let me tell you something. I, I know some ministers that have this kind of terrible attitude. Let me bless you with my presence. Man, you could have stayed at home. You understand what I'm saying? Ain't got nothing to do with you. I just honor when people come to my meetings, they don't have to come. They come because they want to. And I want to just say personally, thank you for doing that. You got some more of that. Go ahead. Oh, uh, John says, Jesse, you and Kathy are among the few who still stand for Christ. Praise the Lord. God has blessed you and those you minister to. Amen. I stand for him spiritual, physical, and financial, mm -hmm. every which way, shape, or form. Amen. Amen. And Debbie says, uh, thank you, Jesse and Kathy. You are a blessing, and I thank God for you. You impart his word with zeal and love, and I always find inspiration and renewed faith and hope when I hear you speak. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Got one more there? One more on this sheet. It says, uh, Kim says, amen. You both are such a great blessing. Thank you for telling it like it is according to the word of God. What is the song in the holidays? Tell it like it is. That's the <laughs> like holiday that's a, song? At least I think it is. I, I always hear I it like that. that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I it's make, a bluesy kind of song. It's a bluesy it's from song. Yeah, We're from New Orleans. You know what Everything I'm saying? Everything triggers Naturally a song with this one. Naturally, New Orleans. Praise God. <laughs> Let me tell you something that happened to me the other day. So this is part of this, you know, because a lot of people don't understand why we do what we do. You know, if you ever been to a mall or something like that, you they have what they call corner stores, you know, like a Nordstrom's or a Dillard's. They call them anchor stores, actually. Or Macy's, you know, some big store, anchor, anchor stores, stores, yeah, whatever. Okay. The problem with a lot of people that doesn't understand the gospel, including preachers, is that they so departmentalized, they don't understand that what the store is about. You know, they got departments in each and every one of them. You know, if you go into a, a Nordstrom's or, or a Dillard's or something like that, you can go into women's perfume or in women's shoes, or you can go all the way on the other side to men's clothing. And, you know, there's different departments, but you can't get to any of them without going in the store. Mm. See, and the, and the body of Christ and the gospel is the store. So I had a guy come up to me, and I, I want to talk about this for a minute. He just looked at me and said, you want them prosperity preachers, aren't you? And I looked at him, I said, oh, I said, you one of them department believers, aren't you? He said, what did you say? I said, all you thinking about is one department. When you, you can't even get in the department without going to the store. But I don't believe in prosperity. I said, then you don't believe in the cross. Oh, yes, I do. 
And then, and he said, you know, and he had to not be of what I call being spirit-filled. And I don't believe in healing. And I looked at him and I said, well, you definitely don't believe in the cross. Now, I've said this before and I'm going to say it again. He said, what do you mean? I said, you know, all you see is Jesus washing our sin away. So you've been in the front of the cross like this, you know, with your hand. And now nails are not holding Jesus to the cross. My sin and your sin is holding Jesus to the cross. I said, your problem is you never walk in the back of the cross. I said, why don't you just take a walk in the back of the cross? And he said, what? I said, you said healing is not for today? Yeah. I said, walk behind the cross. And I, you know, I said, when you walk behind the cross and you'll see Jesus' back, it's bleeding. It's profusely beating. By his stripes you were healed. So you can't separate salvation from healing. I said, because his back's bleeding. You understand what I'm saying? And so that you don't have the cancer, diabetes, high blood pressure, crippling arthritis, infection disorder. I said, no, no, come on. I said, come on, sister. You want to talk about departments? I said, now let's walk on the side of the cross. And guess what's on the side of the cross? Prosperity. Because they are gambling for Jesus' robe. That's not a rag, son. You don't gamble for rags. You gamble for something better than what you got. So you got salvation right there. You got healing right there. You got prosperity. Because people are saying, if I can get that robe, I'm going to be prospering. All right there at Calvary. You see what I'm saying? But that's not the best part of the cross. <laughs> they go all the way back to the front. And now, climb the cross. I mean, get up there, bless God. Get up to where Jesus is and see what Jesus is seeing, and you'll understand why I believe in what I believe. Because he said, go in the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I can't do it without salvation. I can't do it without healing. I can't do it without prosperity. Hmm. I can't get out there. You see what I'm saying? So you know what? I take my, I take my cross and I just take Jesus' cross and show it to everybody. There was someone years and years ago, they used to go around the world uh, dragging a cross. I can't remember his name, but I really enjoyed that. That's a, I mean, because that was such, that was an illustrated sermon, as far as I'm concerned, when people saw it. See, I says, the man didn't know what to say. I said, my God, you thought you knew the word of God, didn't you? But see, you're so departmentalized. Right. You got to be able to get to any department in the store. You got to go in the store. You see, and that's the gospel. Right. I believe that's what these people saw, Kathy. That's right. That's they right. saw the store, <laughs> not just the department. The full gospel. The full part of it so they could obtain those better resurrections. I love am that. Am I preaching good? You're preaching good. But, yeah. you know, I was well, just thinking, amen. We, amen. <laughs> but when you was talking about that gentleman, you know, uh, he, he really is preaching a dead Jesus because he's thinking like, oh, if it's passed away, it's because what Jesus did was then only when Jesus yeah. was on oh, the earth. Man. But Jesus uh, empowered us to do the works that he That's did. Right. In fact, the word tells us in Hebrews thir chapter 13, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. We believe Jesus is the same. The same Jesus that walked the earth and healed and delivered people Amen. walks through his body here Amen. on the earth. And so the same miraculous power that was available then is still available. Now. It hasn't passed away. So we don't preach a dead Jesus. Oh, no. See, a dead Jesus can't help you. A dead Jesus can't heal your body, restore your life, can't oh, bring you up to, you know, we That's believe right. in Jesus as, as the resurrected Christ. He is alive forevermore and he, you know. <laughs> he lives within us and he wants us to do the works that he did while he was Amen. on the earth to bring glory to his name. You're stirring me up here. There was a great man that I love. He was a great friend, Ryan Hart. Bunky. And I don't preach many people's sermons, but I preached one of his sermons one time. And it was entitled, Is Your Jesus Dead? Is Your Jesus Daddy? I guess a dead Jesus can't heal you. A dead man, he was screaming. I was shouting. I said, I got to preach that. I thought I just did that. And I know exactly. <laughs> I had to put an amen on it. No, I mean, it, but it's so big. And I was yes. remembering his message when I thought of this, when we're talking so about that man. You didn't remember when I preached it, huh? No, I didn't. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I understand. Because we both were sitting there. Oh, and I remember powerful. we were at a Kenneth Hagin camp meeting. That's and correct. And we were way up in the high. In things, the early and we heard 80s. him preach this message. And we had, of course, seen him on TV, heard about him, and read some of his and books. And never realized that I would become his friend. I know. It was so wonderful. Oh, a wonderful man. But I remember he preached that message about a, a dead Jesus. And then one thing he also said, if you'll remember, at that message, because he was all about world evangelism. And uh, and we're all, we we have taken that same mantle. God has called us to do that. From the beginning, we, yeah. you, we started oh, and His ministry is still going. He's in heaven. Oh, yeah. Brother Colenda is now the head Daniel of that ministry. Daniel Colenda, that's right. Oh, but man. The thing is that he it's said powerful. that instead of just being, a, he's talking about harvesting souls, he says, and just instead of just being a plow, and you know, just one plow, he says, we have, this is the time of the combine harvesters. Amen. So God has increased the ability, uh, the church with the power Amen. and the anointing to go out and bring in the lost, especially during these last days. So I keep seeing that combine harvester, not oh, just the, the old horse and a mule bringing it in. Amen. He's got the machines out there. He's got the He's empowered his church with supernatural power and ability. He's anointed many people all over the world to go out and bring the gospel to the world. We're doing this right now through, through this media, through every available voice and, and this voice that you're hearing today. And God has brought in so many people, especially since we increased doing this back in 2020, when, when the devil tried to shut down the church. Instead, what he did, he fueled up us, those of us who refused to be shut down. That's right. And God has, has increased our, our reach we and, took and how many is it over 60 million? How many is it over 60 something million? We've been million over 62 million people have views contacted us. that in. have uh, happened, uh, increased. I'm telling you. Just since that time that we've started increasing. And, and, and we that's couldn't what do it's it without about. you. We could, could not do that without faithful financial partners. So we're doing us. it together. Oh, yes, indeed. So if you'd like to be a partner, or you are a partner, thank you. But if you want to be one, and you don't have to, but I hope you do, so you can understand what, it, what we do that you. you People say, I'd like to go, but you can't. Well, you can send somewhere. That's right. You do that through finances. Just go to JDM.org, and uh, that's our website, and hit the donate button. You can give that way. You can give using PayPal if you so like to, or you can text to give a uh, one-time donation, a recurring one, or go to our JDM apps and select the giving you want, or you can do like I do. I, you just mail in an old-fashioned donation. Let me tell you, a check, you know what I'm saying? And I'm just telling you, this is what we're doing. That 100% of what you give to this man goes in the world evangelism. We've been debt-free since 1982, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, think about that. But, you know, I wish it was all free out there, but it's not. But your faithful financial support so good. And we're getting into the holiday. It's a wonderful time to give every, I mean, to me, Christmas is every day. Thanksgiving's every day for me as far as I'm an American here. But I just like do, being a blessing. And I hope you can become a blessing to the work of the kingdom. Amen. And I mean that sincerely. But now, if you, if you can't, we understand, still watch the programs. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? But I'll tell you what's going to happen. If you keep watching it, you're going to become a part of it. And let me tell you something about my partner. And I've told many partners this. I don't go out that. Excuse me, I don't go out by myself. I take you with me. I may be on that plane flying. In fact, when I, when I finish this, I am leaving. Boom, I'm flying to go do another meeting. I'm taking my partners with me. So I'm never alone. I got Christ with me. I got my partners with me, and I thank you for that. Yeah. And nothing too small, nothing too big. And Kathy, the Lord said a $20 million donor's coming. Now, that Amen. just blows the socks off of people in terms of, of the number. And it has not to God. He's El Shaddai. And not to a lot of people that are living today, $20 million seems like $20 to them, some of them. See what I'm saying? So it doesn't make any difference. Why? Well, we've got projects to do, and that's what it's all about. Yeah. It's just literally <clears throat> that 
simple. Yeah. So thank you. Yes. Praise God. Thank you so Hallelujah, much. Hallelujah, man. And I was just, when you said that, I thought about a scripture and I went to it in okay. Romans chapter 10. Where at? Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 14, because you're talking about maybe right. you can't go, but you can send us. Yeah. We're, we're a team ministry. Amen. Uh, of course, we're here in front of the camera. We have a team of people behind the camera and all over this property. But we also have partners all over the world that help us to do what we do. And verse 14 says, how then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? That's right. And how shall they how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent as it is That's written it. how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things i got beautiful feet you sure do <laughs> mine are pretty cute too yeah yours is cute <laughs> cute Hers is cute, mine, beautiful. <laughs> I'll take beautiful too. Okay, okay, that's so true. Thank you. You send us. That's what we do. And you know, and I mean that sincerely. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You know, and Kathy's heart too. It's just such a blessing of the Lord. You know, we don't bombard people with finances. We never have. We don't do that. We send Request you get, for finances. Yeah, you we, mean. We, we do a monthly partner letter to all our faithful financial partners. It's such a blessing of the Lord. And you know, people say, I don't have much. It don't take much. Think about this. There's seven, almost eight, well, 7.9, I think, maybe close to 8 billion people. Now, I don't know how much, how, many, how much is 8 billion pennies? <laughs> is, anybody, is anybody that good? That is a ton billion. of money. Do well, there's 100 pennies in a dollar. To, to a dollar, yeah. So, so you're talking well, a dollar would be, would be 8 billion dollars. 800, 800, is it what? 8 billion dollars. That is a lot. So think about that kind of stuff. Doesn't it's take much, but a lot of people can give more, and, they, and and a lot of people do. It's just such a blessing of the Lord. So that's what it's all about. So thank you once yes. again. Why we're pre preaching to get people saved so they can be resurrected to life if they should pass away. Amen. You know what I'm saying? But they haven't passed. If they're born again, I tell people that are born again, they're not passed. They have arrived. You know, and the you people that are not born again have passed away. You mean at a funeral? You're talking yeah, about. I'm talking about a funeral. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I have preached many uh, people's Christians' funerals. People say, "Well, he's passed." No, he ain't passed. He's arrived. My Lord, you see now, if you're not born again, you passed. You got problems on your hand yeah. there. So, and then it, it goes into eternity. But God's word is so true. Now, let me talk about you uh, real quickly. Uh, in your giving, we also believe in receiving. We believe in the thirty, the sixty, the hundredfold, the thousand-time return. We believe that in Hebrews 11, verse 6, that he's a rewarder of That's them. That's good. It is true. That dil diligently seek him. Right. See what I'm saying? Now, when you're ascending in finance, you're seeking God, saying, Lord, what more can I do as a believer? You know, and I'll be honest with you, I just wish things were free, but they're not. And people say, that money's bad. Well, if money is so bad, how come everybody have a hard time giving it away? It's not bad because if it was bad, you'd spit it out real quick. You'd get rid of it. But see, it's the love of money. We don't fall in love with money. I know. Why? Why? Because money will betray you in a second. But we use it as the tool that God gives us to preach this gospel to the world. In other words, money bought this table. Partners' money bought this table right here. This is a good table. So we could, and from this table has went the word of God, the word of the Lord out all over the world. Mm -hmm. now, over 62 million people. That's a lot of people, but nothing compared to almost 8 billion people. And what did Jesus say? Go to 62 million? No. He said, go to the world and preach the gospel. That's mm -hmm. what 
we do. So to these ladies, if they all can hear me, because the Bible talks about so great a cloud of witness that said, no, I want to attain a better resurrection. Thank you for the great witness you all, you were then and you are now. I can't wait to meet him. Yeah. And God, Jesus said he's the author and finisher of our faith. But Jesus is a no responsibility, under no responsibility to finish something he hasn't authored. Well, he authored just the Planets Ministries. He authored this thing. And I, when God called me to preach the gospel, I told him, you got the wrong man. <laughs> I am not qualified. I mean, you know, and I said, besides, I said, you know, my past. He said, what past? <laughs> I had no past in God's mind. Not only did he wash away my sin, he expunged my record. <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> That's the kind of God we serve today. So I want, I, I, let me read that again in verse 35. Women received their dead Raised alive again. Now, now, you know, that's a shouting uh, statement there. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance. Most people don't understand that. But it tells you why. That they might obtain a better resurrection. My God. Whoo, think about that. Ladies and gentlemen, that day is coming when the graves are going to give up the dead. Amen. You know, I have been to Pearl Harbor. And uh, I've went to, the, uh, to that, uh, that uh, Arizona uh, memorial. They call it, it's a cemetery is what it is. It's a memorial. Right, right. There's over 1,100 men still in that ship. Now, most people think that uh, 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 they all have been dissolved because of the salt water and all that kind of stuff, but, but their DNA is in that ship. One day, the Arizona is going to give up its dead. Yes. I walked on it, and think about those men that died so I could live. And at the time that happened, I was not born. That was December 7th, 1941. I was born July the 9th, 1949. And I, yet in all these ways, so a lot of people don't realize what me and Kathy, a lot of times when, if we go to Honolulu, there's a place called the Punch Bowl. Punch Bowl is where they buried a lot of the people that passed away in the Pacific Theater. And I go to pay my respects and is that say thank you for you dying for me because you see my dad wouldn't, if, if they died for, my dad didn't have to go because they went, see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Those kind of different things. So I could be born. So it's just an honor. You know, it's great to be an American. I've had a lot of Lord just to say this. You know, I, I, I don't like it when people criticize America, yet they come to America when they first need, when they need help. Right. You know, they come and accept our freedoms and from different countries and we accept them, but they bring their other gods with them and they shouldn't do that. If you want to be an American, adopt our ways of living. See what I'm saying? People say, America's bad. Well, I don't see nobody jumping the fence to go to Mexico. You see what I'm saying? And, you know, it just irritates me when I see people uh, criticize where they're free. You know, and I, and I saw this the other day, and I just couldn't believe all these people coming against Israel and standing up for Hamas. And I'm going to say this, and I mean this sincerely, and I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Mm -hmm. and, and, and some of you are LGBTQ. Do you know if you went over there, they kill you? They'd kill you in a second. They would destroy you. And you want to stand up for people that are torturing, cutting babies' heads off? I'm not saying Israel perfect. No one's perfect. That's not the issue. But people are just trying to live in peace here and everything. Do you see what I'm saying? And we stand with Israel. Yes, I stand 100% with Israel. Right. And they also, I really believe some born again, loving Palestinian people, and they are struggling. And the Bible said it rains on the just and the unjust, and it's rough. But I mean, they, they didn't start it, you see, but I, 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 kind of, I got a feeling they're going to finish it. And I'm talking about Israel, and it's about time. 
But I mean, all you that want to jump in the streets, you know, you got freedom here. But one day you're going to say one time too many that America's not this and that, and all of a sudden your freedom's going to be gone. <laughs> now what are you going to say? What are you going to do? Then you're going to have somebody controlling you. You see what I'm saying? You don't need to be controlled. That's why people come to America, so they, they can be free. A land of the people, by the people, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. A land of freedom. Right. You know, we have a Statue of Liberty in that harbor. Then we got that other lady. Uh, you see it on movies. Uh, That's they not call a real lady, Jess. Well, I know, but I mean, they, they use it as a thing. Yeah. I saw something the other day. <laughs> they were talking it's about... Like watch a logo. Yeah, a logo. I saw it, and it was so funny. <laughs> she, the other one, not the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, she, and they were t somebody was trying to take the freedom away, and she took that torch, whapped them in the head, <laughs> bye -bye, yeah, was, and then stuck her. Did you hilarious. see that, George? George said, <laughs> what I thought. I just said, that's so true. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let me tell you something here. You go to some of these countries that you're standing up for, they will kill you. You can't get in the street and protest in some, a lot of Some of you cities. ladies, you walking around wearing the clothes you want, you can't do that in some of them countries. Can't drive a car. You can't, I mean, they're gonna, they'll cover you up and still want, and, 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 and I'm gonna make you submit and beat you? Come on, God, and you're gonna, you're gonna criticize this wonderful place called America where you can be free, your children can be free, and you know what? I'm going to say it. It was founded upon Judeo-Christian ethic. Jesus set people free. Right. That's why we're so excited about heaven. We want everybody Amen. to go there. That is our blessed hope. Amen. So no matter what stage of life you're in, you maybe have family that's moved on to heaven. We have the, the joy looking forward to being reunited with them. But today we can live as an overcomer in this life. That's right. And, and do all that we're called can, all that we're called to do, well, to help bring as many people to heaven as we can. These people that did not accept deliverance, I honor them, and I live for Jesus in honor of them. And I mean that sincerely. That's what we're talking about today. Right. So there are levels of people that see things that some people don't see. So instead of judging them, why don't you just honor them and allow God to be the God that he's supposed to be? So I want to close with Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please yes, him. Good. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. Yes. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. You will find me and Kathy with our hand to the plow, diligently seeking the Lord all the days of our life. But you know what? I pray this morning in my devotion, Lord, if it be your will, come in our lifetime. A whole generation saw Jesus go up. Mm -hmm. Why can't we be the generation to see Jesus come down? We're getting very close to Thanksgiving here. And, and you that are watching all over the world, if you don't have a Thanksgiving holiday in your country, create one. Just you can do it with your family. I sit down and have a meal and thank God for what you have. See what I'm saying? Say, well, we don't have much. Thank him anyway. But I'll tell you this much. If, if you let God be free in your nation, you won't have all that junk. But a lot of times the reason why people don't have things, they're, they're in countries that dictate us steal. Mm -hmm. They do all those different things. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. uh, so I'm telling you, it's true. create that. And then Christmas, create that. Just, just, just let that happen in your life. And once again, partners, thank you for supporting our ministry. It'd be a good time for you to send a donation in today. I felt led of the Lord to say that. Why? So we can observe these wonderful holidays and, and, and to be a blessing. 
right now, we send in our, we, 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 I, I walked out, I, I forgot to tell you this, I, I very seldom ever walk around the ministry, I walked in, and man, they are putting bags of food and stuff ready to, so people can have nice Thanksgiving dinners. I mean, just, I mean, I mean, a bunch of it. I mean, I'm not talking about one egg, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about a whole complete Thanksgiving kind of meal. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just amazing what they're doing. And our wonderful partners and church members gave toward that. Mm -hmm. So uh, a lot of our staff will be doing a whole day of that and then cooking hot dogs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's what you do. Demonstrating the goodness of our God to our neighbors yes. and where we're at. And everyone should should pick someone to help in your area, wherever you live at, yeah. live, and just show the goodness of God and let and just as a way saved. of being thankful for what God has given you. There's always something you could share with someone else. That's right. And get, get, and you know what? The Bible said, "Dead in Christ, going to rise." What we're doing this week, get people saved every day, is so they can obtain a, a better, better resurrection. resurrection. Think about that. Amen. We love you. This is Jesse and Kathy saying happy Thanksgiving to each and everyone. Yeah. Hallelujah. And we'll see you next week. God bless you. Bye-bye.